Every time I hear that jingle from archesaudio.com, I know that something cool is coming on the James cast. <laughs> We've got a great conversation for you with Glenn Power from PowerWorks Automotive and myself. We're going to be talking about cars. Yeah, okay, you're going, okay, James, you always talk about cars. We're, we're going to be talking a little bit about the cars and what's going on in Walking Dead and why they're not driving better cars. A whole conversation about technology in vehicles. A little bit of a rant about why we don't see more Skodas on the road. And generally, we're just going to have a lot of fun. Glenn Power, James Pikeaway. PowerWorks is what it's called, right here on the James Cast, the extended version. Here we go. Anything else good going on, by the way? I, I see Jenna constantly brings her vehicles to you. She bought a Land Rover, right? So yeah. I know. I see a lot of Jenna. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's a, it was a, we were talking about that actually. We're talking about cars that you can get three baby seats in the back and the Land Rover you can. The Pajero, surprisingly not. But what's interesting is she loves the Pajero. Yeah, no frills, is it? It's just like yeah. getting, it's never going to not start. It does the job. It gets you to where you need to go. Gets but, you back. But the, it does, I didn't realize you couldn't put three kid seats in it. I, no, they're not wide enough. Yeah, weird. You don't get three kids yeah. seats across the back. But there's seven seats. There is an extra row of seats in the back, yeah. but there is in the Land Rover as well. Right. And you can get three across the back seat on yeah. the Land Rover. So, but, I mean, I think there are Land Rovers at the end of its uh, end of its, end of its its game. So. No, no, it's be good now. It's got a new compressor oh, yeah? for the oh, okay. uh, for the suspension. All right, so the suspension's good. That seized real good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's on mine and DJ's bench. We, we keep things on the bench that are like, we'll strip that down. and be cool to see what's happened inside there. Yeah. We've got a supercharger from an old Jag. And then there's the compressor from Jenna's Land Rover. Uh, there was an exhaust from a Mini, uh-huh. but we've thrown that. Cause that was, I mean, that was a work of art. Right. Okay. Shocking. The worst weld you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so we were going to put it up on the wall. Yeah, yeah. With a load of like neon signs around it saying "Don't do work like this," but it was taking up too much space, <laughs> so we just got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Hold on a sec. So let's just make. It. <laughs> In that case, I, they're, they're really stacked up today. So we've uh, we got a we got a rock and roll. And uh, you know, thankfully they didn't say. Oh, by, by the way, we don't want you coming in here. <laughs> well, we're the founders, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Here we go. Potaholics time. Powerworks. Glen Power cars. Need I say more? We're going to solve all your woes and a little bit more right here. Coming to you from the Rove Hotel downtown Dubai, the podcast studio extraordinaire. It's us. And here we go. It's Glenn. How'd you like that? It's good. I mean, the extraordinaire bit was a bit yeah. of a push. You're really, really stretching the language there. I, I, I rocked up here at about 7.35 this morning, getting ready. I had an 8 o'clocker. Yeah. And... The number of Lamborghinis. Yeah, there's two part there next to me now. Then you know, and you, you got other things too. I mean, the, the number of people who stay at this hotel. With yeah, high usually cars. an SLS isn't there as well. Yeah, yeah. green one. Yeah. So um, my, I, I, so you know the bullet hole I sent you. Yeah. What was that all about? So you sent me this photo of a rim, and you said only thing could be is a bullet hole. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was off of a Club Sport GTI, which. We've now had the rim repaired, and I've just driven it over, made sure the wheel balancing is all okay, and it's true, and drives all right. And I just drove into the car park, and on any other day, I'd have been like, I'm not parking it, it's a Lamborghini. Yeah, yeah. Parking it, it's a Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> this car's better than your car. <laughs> Don't 
Tom from Yeah, who make your car, my friend. <laughs> you silly, better-looking car than mine. I, I was really tempted also to back in beside the Lambos. With just over them. Yeah, well, Drive that's it. Over them. Yeah, it's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, probably the only... I mean, do they get branded as a... That, that, those Gallardos are supercars. Yeah. But they're probably the only supercar that I'd want. They're always available in mental colours. They look mental. Yeah. And and there's no hiding the fact that you're in one. Yeah. But uh, the, the thing is, so we're at the Rolf Hotel. Yeah. There's these monster speed bumps. Get on right in a Lamborghini. And and I, you watch those things come in on the speed bumps, and you watch them go over, and it's like, yeah, pray, pray to God you're not behind them because the guy goes so slow because <laughs> he's going to take out the front end. And I watched one well, come down. Well, that's the time to overtake one. <laughs> exactly. Oh, wouldn't you? Yeah, it's like you? you come up beside it, you, you rev the engine, vroom, vroom, and then you, you you attempt to do a burnout over the thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the way to do it. <laughs> guy gets out and pummels you. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I have to admit, I do like a Lamborghini. It's always, always nice to... To see now, that we still make and sell cars like that. Now, here's something interesting. Maserati, and uh, we, you know, we look at Maseratis and we see what they've done. And, and so they've got a new one that's come out that's got the wing doors on it. I, I, I haven't seen one in the flesh, but I'm looking at it. I'm going, yeah, it kind of looks like a Lamborghini. Hmm. But I've, I've only seen it on the billboard. I've seen the doors up. I've seen it from the side. I'm just going, it's got the profile of a Lambo. So I don't know what it's going to be like. It's the one to copy though, right? Yeah. So I don't if you know. get noticed. That's right, I don't mean. I mean, the Quattroporte leaves a bit to desired, and I don't like, is it, what do they call it? The, I can't remember the name of the big one. Not the Stelvio, is it? That's the, yeah. um, no, they've, that's the Alpha. But they do that, that big thing, the 4x4, four 4x4 four, four yeah. SUV, whatever yeah, it is. I, I don't know. They just leave a bit to be, it's, it's I, lacking it's, on looks for me. It's not their market. I, I, I mean, I know everyone's got to do it. You've got to get into the, the 4x4 four four market, and mm. everyone's at Rolls Royce has got one. Bentley's got one, you know, uh, Lamborghini's got one. You don't really have a choice. Yeah, yeah, they're all making them. Yeah, so it's... Anyway, with that being said, what about the bullet hole on the rim? What's going on? What was that? Was that just uh, road debris? Just or? driven over something. Really? There's no other explanation for it. Um, there's... Because this is something that I... And I, I threw this in the notes because it's based on that photo. Is that if we think tires... We do have a lot of cool rims that are going on. We, how often do people do a little integrity check of their rims? I don't think people pay enough attention to them. Yeah, I mean, this guy had no choice, right? Because yeah. he's got no air left in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a hole literally the size of uh, like sort of my finger, my small little finger. Um, you could get right in the hole from the inside out. Yeah, which is weird. Like, was, was something in the... It must have driven over something on the road that was very hard and not moving. Yeah. And... Um, a little bit like when you're a kid playing out in the in the street, you fall over on your knees and you don't cut your trousers. Yeah. But your knees are cut to pieces. Yeah. A little yeah. bit the same as that. The tire had survived, but the rim had a massive hole through really it. Really weird. Just a sharp sudden impact, and the tire didn't split, but it cracked and blew a hole through the rim. So, yeah, it's. I mean, what you're going to do if you? I mean, it's, it's probably something like a a, a sheared stud or mm. wheel nut or wheel bolt from a from mm. a truck or a, or a car or whatever on the road that, that, that somebody's gone over and came yeah. over at that point. Well, and it's you know you run into this problem. So you know we're we're coming to you from Dubai, folks who are going to come and visit Dubai can't, can't wait to meet you. Those of you who are living in different parts of the world, I know that we've all got highways, three, four, five lanes. Unless you're out in the middle of nowhere, you've got big transitways 
that it, that exists for you to get from one place to the other. You get some debris on those things. You're in the middle lane. You're yeah, yeah. You're you've got no choice. You either have to quickly do an assessment. Can I move over enough? Or you got to hit it. Yeah. Or the stuff you don't see. You know, like you said, it could be a wheel bolt or yeah. something. It's fallen off. Yeah, I mean the, the the lucky thing from his point of view here is that it didn't damage the front one and then the rear one. It only yeah. damaged the one on the rear. But it's very very unlucky that it's happened. But like I say, we see we see stranger things happen. Mm. So th- it's just one of those. But it, it just looked perfect, perfectly round hole like yeah. a bullet hole. <laughs> could, now, could you repair that rim or is the rim? yeah we repaired the rim? Yeah, so the rim's been repaired and. Make sure that it still spins true and it's balanced evenly and it's fine. So new tyre and away we go. Well, the tyre wasn't damaged through the impact. The tyre was damaged because it was driven with no air in it. Right. So the sidewalls had collapsed and cracked. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunate. Yeah. Are we ready for a PowerPoint? We've got one. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm ready. If you're ready, here we go. This is PowerPoints with Glenn Power. So, if anyone listened to last week's episode, I think we referenced it, and I was supposed to send this through to you, James, so I apologize that I didn't do that, but you know me by now. So, what I was going to do was talk about fuel consumption, and I'd gone into quite a bit of detail, done a bit of a couple of references from papers, scientific and some anecdotal stuff, and, and then some sort of more pop culture kind of these things you can do to help with fuel consumption and then I thought that's boring everybody does that and I was a little bit unhappy with it and I'd put it off and put it off and I was typing through and I'd seen the billboard for the new Skoda Kamiq again we referenced that last week beautiful beautiful yeah and I couldn't believe the price on it and I thought you know what the other thing with that is that's going to have like a two litre engine in it like the whole VW family's got and it's going to be a fantastic car for fuel consumption And, and a lot of the times when I mention to people when they ask me about a car to buy or what do I think of X Y or Z. I always mention fuel consumption. Yeah, like that, that's got to be on the top of people's minds. Yeah, and that's obviously the Brit in me because it's ridiculously expensive at home for fuel. But also it's the fact that fuel consumption doesn't just mean impact on your wallet. It means impact on the environment, which is key. Mm. And these days I think it's more so than ever. But everybody always comes back to me and says, yeah, but fuel's not expensive here. So it's like... What? That's not the point I'm making. Like, and, and I feel sort of, why do I have to go on about, no, your emissions are down if you're using less fuel. You're saving the planet. So, again, having seen the billboard, we got a visit uh, by Ian, who brought one of his Skoda Fabias in, and dropped that one off and took his other away. And we were just chatting away. And I was amazed that when I mentioned this new billboard about from the Kamek and said, look, at least somebody seems to be doing something about selling them. He said to me, having bought three over the years, he had never had a single contact from a sales executive or anyone from the organization that sold him the cars, saying, oh, we've got a new model. Would you like to come and test it? Man. And he's bought three cars from them. Like, not many people buy three cars from the same place. You've been here a long time. You bought two. Mm-hmm. He's bought three, and it just made me think, what's going on? And there, there should be more Skodas on the road. 
there's a few cars out here that there should be more of them on the road. And the Chinese cars, are, and, and I don't know the names well enough, and most people don't know the names well enough with respect, so we'll group them together and everybody knows what we're talking about. But, you know, things like the Geely's and the JAC's and the JMC's, Cherries and all these things, there are more and more slowly coming on the road because people appreciate the economy of them in mm. terms of buying them initially. And they come with relatively small engines, so they're cheap to run and cheap to maintain. All the Skodas are there, but they've got heritage, and yeah. they're built by VW. They're yeah. a VW product with a different badge, so you're getting yeah. all the quality that VW and Audi have been known all for. All the engineering. All of the engineering, and often they released their model equivalent of the VW or Audi or Seat last. So you might get the new Fabia, which would be the Polo, come out after the Polo. So you might end up with six, seven months of testing on the Polo and the early versions having issues as they're initially sold and then the Fabia never has those problems. Mm. And they're probably 25, 30% cheaper. Go figure that one out. And it's crazy. It's, badge. it's the badge. So so I'd, I'd come up with some points on, on this and this applies to most, most things that, that you should think about. But for me, there has to be something going wrong. Why, why, why are there not more Skodas on the road? Now, the elephant in the room is, well, we're in Dubai and the UAE as a whole, and it's not quite the right image. I appreciate there's a bit of a dogma with the whole Skoda thing and, you know, the old, mm-hmm. the old jokes about a skip with wheels and all that stuff, but that's not the case anymore. And when you consider the price of them, the technology on them is European standard, the emission standards on them, European standard. You see trucks going around here bragging about Euro 2, Euro 3. Yeah, yeah. Well, these were Euro 7. These are a completely different ballpark. And then even if you have a problem with the looks of them and you can't quite handle having the badge, and I know people that have actually said to me they won't buy a car because of the badge, mm. and when they liked the look of the car, they asked me how much it would be to take the badge off and smooth the panel out. Wow. But anyone with an issue with the looks, go and look at the new Skoda Superb. Probably the best name I've ever heard for a car. It's an absolutely superb car. It looks the part. It does all the jobs. And then there's the VRS models, which give you the performance and the sport you handle and feel. And it's very understated. Like most of the VW stuff, unless you go to, unless you go top end like the RS stuff and from Audi. But most of the VW group stuff is very understated. Even, even the Porsche stuff until you get to the GT3s and the RSs. They're very understated and They've got all the power, all the performance, all the technology. And I just think there's a lot of people out here that probably overlook them because they don't know where to buy them. They don't necessarily want to buy them because they think, well, I can't be seen driving a Skoda. And that could all change if the people selling them educated. Right. Now, obviously, they can't put a Skoda billboard up and say, Volkswagen Golf, X price, <laughs> Skoda Octavia, X price and it's the same. Yeah. They can't do. We can't that. do that here. Same but tech, same. Sh- they yeah. can't do that, right? But there are ways about educating, explaining that it's a VW Group car. I think. I think that's like one of the number one things people do not realize yeah. that Skodas are really VWs. Yeah. And look, at the end of the day, anyone that's ever listened to any of these knows that I'm a big VW Group sort of mark, and and that's always going to be a car that I recommend to anybody and oftentimes it's heart overhead. 
but most of the time it's a sensible choice. And for me, the Skoda is a no-brainer. At 70,000 dirhams for on-the-road, brand-new, latest... I mean, and we're talking the latest technology. Skodas are, are specced very well. You can guarantee more airbags than, than most of the current vehicles in that se- segment. The, the, the price will be less. You've got the fact that the servicing's cheap. Your impact on the environment is cheap. They're built in factories in Europe often that have massively, massively more strict regulations on them. So you have a position where you can buy a vehicle from an Asian country which might not have those same strict regulations or a vehicle from a European country which has strict regulations. So it's less carbon impact on the on the world when it's being built. It's less carbon impact on the world when it's driven. It's less carbon impact on the world as a service. And they tend, they tend to last very, very well. There's nothing that you could do as long as you're servicing them that would say they won't last as long as a Mitsubishi or they won't last as long as a Geely. So for me, things have to start with educating people about them. I think the importer and the distributor here have got a lot to answer for on that. They need to make sure they build up on their communications and if Skoda doesn't speak to you and you live in Dubai, then I think the time will come that hopefully that does change. I don't think it's sort of imminent. I agree. I, I don't think they're going to be over at the Dubai Mall on the Grand Parking. I don't think there's ever going to be Skodas left outside. It's always still going to be your G-Wagons, your Lamborghinis and stuff like that. Okay, cool. No problem. But for me, it's a sensible choice and there has to be something more done by the distributor to keep a brand going because there's a there's there's absolutely no reason not to buy one and I cannot think of a single reason that makes any sense. You know, we're in a in, a, in an era that we're in now where everyone's supposed to be body positive and positive about this and never say a bad thing about your personality or anybody's physical attributes etc etc well let's transfer that to a car and then there's zero reason not to buy a Skoda this is Power Points with Glenn Power sold me <laughs> I mean just 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 to say Volkswagen still rule I mean it's yeah, yeah, yeah. still going to buy the Volkswagen but <laughs> I mean there's zero reason not to buy the Skoda yeah yeah for sure you know one of, one of the I've, I've sent you a, a, some of the clips my brother forwarded to me Joel. yeah Ooh, I saw them on the, the Mazda yeah. 3 it's been, a, it's been a few weeks but he's, he was driving around in a Mazda 3 and it was interesting because you know he got into it. He was really, he was really happy. His, his discerning point for the Mazda three was he needed all wheel drive, and it just happened to be the version. And it, it's interesting looking at the Mazda line. Every single car that you get at Mazda can be an all wheel drive version. It's going to cost you, you know, American fifteen hundred plus. It's not bad though, is it? Yeah. So add another fifteen hundred dollars to your price tag, you can get all wheel drive. It's not bad. So I thought, you know, that's actually pretty affordable. Yeah, I mean, I, I was watching a review of the um, Golf R, the Mark 8, the other day, and there's a £2,000 extra for activating drift mode on it. To, I mean, to activate it? I mean, it's already on there. It's on there. It's obviously just a, you <laughs> change a zero pound. to a one in the, in the code and, and the way you go. £2,000? Yeah. So, you know, all-wheel drive's a little bit better than 
the drift mode. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to have the all-wheel drive. Yeah, in the drift mode, though. Yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah. It was interesting because, you know, again, a lot like Skoda in a different way, Mazda is is there. We see some of them around. Yeah. Good value, but you don't hear a lot about them. No. No, it's it, they're sort of the forgotten, the forgotten brand, aren't they, from, yeah, from but, Japan? And really. Yeah, and, it, and this is the thing. It's it's Japanese technology. It's Japanese workmanship. It's a Japanese car. Yeah, and I mean they they do a lot of cross work with Ford. I think a lot of the stuff Ford, yeah. Volvo, Mazda, Land Rover, they're all sort of yeah. produced out of the same kind of parts bin. A lot of them nowadays. But I've liked the look of that CX-9 for a long mm. time, this current mm. model. Yeah. And, you know, I think Colin's mother-in-law has a CX-5, okay. which he raves about, and she she really likes from, from his account a bit. So The CX-9's pretty big. Like, that's a... Yeah, I do like that CX-9. The, what I like about the CX-9 is the Ford Explorer and the Land, Ro- and the Land Rover Discovery, they're kind of too similar now. The, uh, yeah, the CX-9, yeah. although it's very similar... Stands on its own, like the XC90. Yeah, yeah. is different. But the CX, I just like that CX9. The front end's really nice, and I know it's got a, it's got a big bold front end, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, just think, like a statement. Yeah, they've just said, oh, so what? <laughs> this is what it looks like, and and it's it's a brave one, and that's probably why a lot of people don't buy them. We just said about Skodas, no one wants them because of the name of them. Yeah, but I would I would certainly buy it, and they're not they're not that expensive. I I know a pilot who left in February. And he sold his, which he'd had for less than a year, for a hundred and forty, and he'd bought it a year before for a hundred and seventy. But that was pilot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spec on top of spec on top of right. spec, heated seats and heated steering wheel and all that. Right. Heated all the stuff screen. you really, all the stuff you really need. Yeah. <laughs> Take every box, year. please. I'll have that. So but, you know, that, that's great. That's great retention of value, considering the fact that it was a distressed sale and the times yeah. were in and stuff like that. So. I, I I do like them. They, they, they drive well and, and they've got all the tech on them. They look nice. Yeah. Again, it, just a forgotten brand, isn't it? Well, and that's what Joey was talking about with this Mazda 3. He said, look, you, you get in, it's full of tech. He said, it's 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 a tech wonder. He said, it's also entry level, so you keep your mind on that yeah. and the, the quality of the tech changes as you go up the levels. He said, you know, first time car owner, someone who's young into the car market, this is a great car. Yeah. One of, I, it was interesting. One of the things that he didn't like, or he, he just, and this is because he's just driving a lot of cars. So, it, and, and the real challenge you face is when you drive a lot of cars and those cars are of different levels within a range. So you drive something that's base level and then you drive something that's, you know, like a, like a Mazda 5 or, or, you know, you, you go up the, the level. Suddenly it changes the way things are in the vehicle. And one of his complaints was the lane changing a lane assist technology. He just didn't like it. Yeah, I um, there's a, there's a few cars that have really nailed that. The ones that have the sort of warning that lights up on the on the mirror. That's a good one. Mm. And, and I like that one too. And, and the, one of the reasons that I also, apart from the fact that as the driver, it makes sense because you are warned if you're looking in the mirror, which you should be doing. And you, also, it's somehow it's situated. You can't help but see that little yellow light or there, red light. Right, yeah, exactly. It, it like catches your attention. Yeah, they've done they've done really really well. But some of the cars 
I just don't like them. So on the Mercedes, they'll vibrate the steering wheel three times as you yeah. go over the line if, if yeah. you've not indicated. I end up turning that off. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's just what? Why? <laughs> You're annoying me now. Yeah. And then, uh, there's, there's cars that just make this annoying beep. Yeah. Like as you wake drive up, up wake up. Just, I get it. It's to stop people, yeah. stop them if they're falling asleep on the, at the wheel to, you know, warn them, no, you're going over the line, wake up. But I think the shock of it probably does more damage than, yeah. than actually what it's trying to prevent. So the ones in the mirror, so, you know, the Mercedes ones, the Audi ones that have just that warning in the mirror, they're really good. And I do like them and they work very, very well. They're not overly intrusive. They do the job that mm. they're there for and nothing else. It doesn't really require much modification. It's literally a light in the glass of yeah. the mirror. Pretty easy. It makes the mirror glass expensive if you yeah. smash the mirror glass. Pretty so much the negatives. But otherwise, they're, they're, those, those ones work really well. Uh, it's technology that we managed without for a long time. I mean, I'd be interested to know I'm sure there's people working on this. I'd be interested to know how many people have accidents through changing lanes without warning or without checking, sorry, yeah, yeah. since and then oh, I'm, I'm before s- this tech. I am certain that because you just see when people are backing up now, they don't look behind, they're just looking at the camera. They're, they've got all this tech that they don't think about the blind spots. So then you go to a car that doesn't have that on it, yeah. late model of something, you're, you're a goner because you're so used to the backup technology yeah. and you're so used to the warnings. Yeah. Oh, for sure. The camera technology, especially the ones that have the overhead, so they've got them under the mirrors and the, and the wide lens on the front and back so you can effectively get an overhead view of the car. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. But like you say. <laughs> over-dependent. And, and manufacturers do everything they can short of removing the cameras as a, totally and, and put check surroundings do not rely solely yeah. on the camera various yeah. different they tell you over and over again yeah and it's usually you have to forget it I don't need to don't just watching the screen yeah and you know we're, we're like this all day anyway yeah and, and since the pandemic we're like this and communicating like this you know you've done podcasts with Jenna over Zoom today and we yeah. used to do them all through the lockdown a lot of people conducting education and meetings on the screen people just doing I mean getting a Tesla well, the first thing you notice now is the screen. Yeah. Well, the thing is, the backup camera is the one that killed me, and, and people are so reliant on them. I see someone backing up. I, I stop. If I'm walking or if I'm in a car, I stop well away from it because I don't know how far they can see and if they're looking and do their sensors, are they going to pick me up? So they're going to say, I just can't chance it. Yeah. I mean, that, that, whereas if someone's looking, they got their head over the shoulder. Oh, I see bike away coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, we've... We've got a situation where we, even when I started in sort of early 2000s, the smartphones didn't exist. Right. So, you know, you were on your phone to send an SMS yeah. or make a phone call, and that was it. That was, it might yeah. have had a VGA camera on it, which was like... <laughs> it's so you know, bad. Take a picture of your mate on the toilet just over the top of the cubicle as a joke, and that was it. And, you know, and you'd take you five minutes to send it to somebody. cost you like 75 pence. <laughs> but we... We were not of the screen. Everything's dominated by a screen now. Yeah. So anyone that's going to learn to drive now has spent 17 years. If 17 is the age of driving in the UK, probably spent the last 14 years of that on screens yeah. and totally trusting of them. So um, the sort of closest I can think of as an analogy to that is 
on the Golf 5 when that came out and I was working at VW, it had um, bulb warning systems on it. So the the bulbs were what we call cold monitored. So turn the ignition on and it would send from the central control for the electronics, it would send a very, very small current to all of the bulbs. And if it came back, it knew the circuit was okay. If it didn't come back, it knew a bulb was blown or assumed a bulb was blown. Yeah. But either way, that bulb wouldn't work. So, bing, check front right headlight. Right. Check number plate light, yeah. whatever it was. Nice. So a car would come in for a service, and this is what you do. You drive through the workshop door, you'd press the horn, work the wipers front and back. Whoever was around there would know, therefore, that you're about to do a service. They'll stand in front of the car and check the lights for you. They'll then go to the back and shout out and check the lights for you. All there, or brake light not working, whatever it is. Yeah. And that was just how we did it. Very efficient, yeah. and everyone Easy. knew what they were doing. If you were walking across the shop, somebody pressed the horn, and you see the wipers going, check the lights for them. Now, I get in a Mark 5... <laughs> press the horn do the washers in the car park no warning light drive it in I know there's no bulb out yeah. I can check all of the bulbs except for the brake bulbs on my own but I don't need to because there's no warning light yeah, yeah, yeah. I trust the tech right <laughs> and I, I'd done the training on it and I trusted yeah, it Yeah, yeah. so then you've got Graham who's 50 at the time saying what are you doing you've not checked the bulbs <laughs> Not check the lights. There's no warning, Graham. You don't know that's true. That could be faulty. <laughs> yeah. And he's got a point, right? And we're saying true. exactly the same. Yeah, you yeah. don't know that, that those cameras are fantastic. Some of the some of the resolution on the screens now and the camera quality is better than TV. Yeah. Twenty yeah. years ago. Yeah. And it's fantastic. But we're sat here saying it's better to turn your head, just, which it is. Just verify. Double check it. But they're very good and they don't have blind spots. You know, you can go to a junction in a car. And and you can physically press it on, on a lot of cars. You can choose the camera, and if it's a blind junction or you're going down a small alleyway, you know, like in Jumeirah or something yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. and you can see around the corner where you can't actually see from the seat. Yeah. Very, very good. Yeah. Works better than your eyes. Yeah. Sees further, can see around corners, but... <laughs> see in the dark. We're saying, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're saying don't trust it. Yeah, it's tough. You know, they've had headlights for 15 years on VWs that... And, and definitely the same on Mercedes, that will pick up cars coming the other way and dim down, automatically raise and dip if they yeah. pick up a car so you don't blind the car coming the other way. Yeah, yeah. The worst part about that is that car's not doing the same <laughs> to you. No, oh, isn't that the most annoying thing? But, you know, probably 10, certainly five, maybe 10 years where they've had driving down a country road in, in, in the UK, and, and as an example a deer runs across the road or hear a camel in the night and you yeah. don't see it, the, the vehicle sees it with the radar and yeah. it will point the lights at it and slow the car down. Yeah. That's amazing technology. It is. Amazing technology. Now, it's amazing to us because we didn't have it. Yeah. I didn't have it on my Polo. Yeah. 1990 Polo, my first car. You wouldn't have had it on the Golf Cab. No. But... May and Alma at home when they start to drive. <laughs> yeah. You know. They're going to have a switch, go autonomous mode. You're well, in the yeah, city. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to be going to school. They're just going to hit autonomous mode and yeah. it's going to get them there. And then yeah. when they get out of the city and they're, you know, going up to visit some friends out in the country, you turn off the autonomous mode and you enjoy the drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be crazyville. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They can, you know, it's like literally totally different and yeah. 
expectations change, but it changes so quickly now. Yeah. I mean, I, I know for a fact that actually I used the old equipment. I used the old diagnostic tools where you'd plug it in, two little wires under the dashboard. There you go. And wait for the <laughs> screen to tick the number over and then quickly write it down before it went off. Otherwise, yeah, you'd have to yeah. wait 20 minutes for it to come again. Yeah, it's and then like, like three years later we're plugging it in and something else and then three years later there's no plug it's bluetooth and then three years later you just put the key in and, and it's but now it's months yeah it's not even years it's months in between upgrades and it's crazy because of what's happened in the world over the last 18 months there's been even more improvements on technology yeah. and, and in particular network and screens yeah. that's what everyone needs them now yeah. Doctors want to be able to do stuff at home. Now that was coming anyway, but it's sped it up. Now it's even like critical. So get no, that just, done. Better. You just have to hold the hardware and keep up with it. And that's you know the the ideas are there, but do we have enough chips? Do we have enough of X Y Z programming? It's like yeah. it's it's interesting. It becomes really interesting. Yeah. But hey, another thing Joey went on about with this Mazda three. I'm gonna, we're we're just walking around this Mazda three. It's kind of fun actually. This conversation. He says it's really zippy. And it was it was fun, but he said 130 kilometers an hour. You're at 3,000 RPM, so it didn't have the biggest engine in the world in it. And he, he so he, he, first of all, it was it was a high rever. Second of all, he said if it, if a semi trailer went by you, it kind of tossed you around a little bit. Yeah, a little bit light. It was yeah. a little bit light. He said maybe the Fast Five would have been a better deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he's an old man, right? Yeah. So. No, I think uh, just just you know just just for the sake of Joey, just in the rental car company, in case they're listening, he didn't actually get to 130 kilometers an hour. No, I no, was just no. reading up on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did, did, yeah that was yeah, exactly. But no, I think <laughs> 130. It's not it's obviously it's a Mazda three it's a city car. It's not yeah, a cruiser. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right? And this is this is our big challenge with so yeah. many cars is we own city cars and then we take it on the highway. Yeah, and. You know, it's 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 not a Pontiac Roadmaster. <laughs> no, exactly. That's right. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, that's right. It's it's a it's a light little thing that's great for zipping around the city. Yeah, it's a city car. You know, yeah. home to university for yeah. a first time driver, like you say, or or somebody that's commuting into the city every day and needs a nice, simple, easy to park, yeah. toll friendly car. Yeah. And I think. And I know it was there's toll friendly. He was on the toll road, so it was very friendly with the tolls. Yeah, there's, there's certainly worse. <laughs> there's certainly worse cars out there to buy. Yeah. And I think that was his. That was his thing. It's you know there are worse cars to buy, but he would like it to have a little bit more sophistication, and and a little bit bigger of an engine, and maybe a little bit heavier. But is, uh, well, this is from this is from a General Motors man, though, right? So everything's yeah. got to have a V8 <laughs> and be made out of cast iron. <laughs> So, true, so true. This little four-cylinder <laughs> with aluminium panels everywhere. Yeah, but no, I, I I haven't driven the current one, so it's always a good it's always a good review, and, and look forward to the next and one that he gets. Hopefully, I, I always, something more I always, interesting for him. Uh, and I always take it as a, a you know a positive indictment when he's not going back to the the rental company and say, yeah, can I swap this out? Yeah, say yeah, anything, like, just anything else. Well, on the way home, yeah, give me, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take a cab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and and it's true, you know. Like he 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 could also just say, "I'll just drive my own vehicle," because he just can't stand the vehicle, which which never happens. But you know, and that's a that's a pickup truck. So yeah, we always used to get given a car. So mechanics never got company cars unless you got to once you got to master tech level or you became workshop controller, you'd get a company car. But we never got a company car as a mechanic. But then when we went training to VW 
UK head office, they'd give you a car to use. Uh-huh. Or 42 pence per mile. Reimbursement. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, they have to cover you for fuel and they have to cover you for wear and tear and they have to cover you for all the other stuff. Yeah. And so, uh, 42p per mile it was if you used your own car. Now, for most of the time, I used to always like having the, the, uh, the new car, but when my Mark II Golf was running nicely and I'd had it done while the novelty was still there, I used to like going down there in that and getting 42p per mile. But it was always, Always one of those where it was sometimes beneficial to us to actually have a good drive and experience of some of the new models. It was the only time we actually really experienced them apart from a road test, which, you know, four or five miles around the block for a service road test isn't really owning the vehicle and spending any time in it, filling it with fuel and, you know, just doing the daily sort of starting it up in the morning when it's cold and getting into it in the evening when it's cold or seeing how good the headlights work in the night time or the defrost works on the screen in the morning. So driving those cars for training was a good experience. There was a few times where I thought, oh, that's cool, I didn't know it could do that. And you just learn, like pairing a phone or whatever it might have been. So it was always good driving those new cars, but obviously they were always VWs. So what Joey's doing and getting different cars and stuff like that, it's quite good for us to get actual real-world, real-people reviews of of real day everyday cars yeah yeah it's kind of cool speaking of cars uh walking dead i was i was <laughs> you haven't watched the latest one have you i i, I did send you the one with the dog yeah did you, did you watch that one second episode yeah the second one you watched yeah that? i was devastated that you was the one. was a day too late uh, yeah I, I wasn't sure if you would have watched it and i i saw I, yeah, we're, we're both my wife and i are watching it we're going glenn's gonna really hate this <laughs> the one hell is Leah? <laughs> No, no, that that whole show, that whole episode, there was no reason for that episode. No, there was nothing. Like no. it, it, there were there were five walkers. There was, you know, at least we we learned about the dog. <laughs> it's going back five months. I had six months. It's, it's, I'm going. Oh. I'd rather have gone back and learned about the tiger that Ezekiel <laughs> used to have. Yeah, yeah. So, it, but it, you know what got me thinking about when I was watching that episode was what happened they used to have some fun cars and they, and they're you know walking dead obviously time has progressed there's there's no, like nothing but they I loved it when they had the the motorhome in that season the Fleetwood Flare motorhome yeah but <laughs> it's a horrible thing but it's there's there's like no cars right now there's nothing they got the motorbike but there's no cars there's no vehicles it's it's got to be one of the only shows that even when it did have vehicles it wasn't showing them off I don't know how that motorbike's still going I've never seen him service it yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are we like ten well, years in? Yeah, he was having trouble Come starting. On, it. He was having trouble starting it on that. But it, then it did kick over after how many how many times? And I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, the thing for me is, I, we had a conversation with a customer the other day. I was like, look, one of my sort of sins in life is watching awful TV shows, and one of them's a Walking Dead. And it's like, look, unless you guys, I'll say to the blue in the face that I take a Volkswagen over anything else. But unless they were driving around in. We all know it. Unless they're all Toyotas, yeah, they're not running now. It's like you see them get the big Ford trucks going. No chance. Not a prayer. I'm actually looking at this. There's a couple. They have. They had a couple of Beamers in the early days, and oh, in the early days, no problem. But then there's a lot of Cadillacs. There's a lot of Chevs. 
I, I just don't. I, I'm Unless a, they're all running around like like the like the like the C10 stuff, yeah. the big old proper old trucks. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. You can fix those as long as you've got oil to put in them. You put anything right. in those. But come on, <laughs> unless uh, un, unless it's a Hilux, you know, which still screwed to the side of it. There's no way, no and, way. That I guess that's what, where it's gone because people are just kind of going. There's no way these cars are going to be running. Yeah, they should have just gone with it. They should, we said last week they should they should have some iconic cars on it. Why not? Why not? Why have they not gone to a car showroom? <laughs> well, uh, I wondered about that too. Like there's got they got to be sitting there. Yeah, they've but you've never, they've never walked into a car showroom. Straight into a car showroom. You know, find a manual that you can sort of bump start. You know, obviously the fuel's no good at this point. But why has nobody been spinning around in like <laughs> Lamborghinis and yeah, I know. Porsches? Never seen any. <laughs> Atlanta. Missed a chance. I, I, I don't know. Maybe that's where Rick is. Yeah, he's gone. He's just like <laughs> whatever. Found a showroom. Yeah, he's found like he's, he's at the GM factory in Canada. He's like yes, <laughs> spinning around in Corvettes. <laughs> could be. Could be. I just thought it was interesting. They should have done that. Definitely should have done. Yeah, that. and the cars that they always did have were always dirty or banged up or yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I think they've, they've they've missed a bit of a trick with uh, with that. They could have had a bit of fun with it. Instead, now we've got to watch. Well, I, th- I thought a man throw a fish at a woman's front door. That's literally <laughs> that was literally what they were building to, right? And then she threw it back at him. And then you know they made a big point of putting the the sort of fur carpet in front of the fire to imply that maybe maybe they did, maybe they didn't. I, can't imagine. Hygiene. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Talk about fish. But I, I don't know. I've got no idea what what they were doing. I mean, it's one of those situations where I don't really want to watch the next one, but then you think, oh, it can't be that bad. Well, it's getting near the end, right? We're all, what have we got, five episodes left in this? Amy seems to think there's another series. There's been told, there's, the, the, the Instagram account said this is the penultimate, this is the end to the penultimate series. Okay, and then they're going to start another spin-off. And then there's something Well, they got the Rick thing. They got to they yeah. follow up on Rick. Apparently he's not making an, a, another appearance now till the movie. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Really? Okay. Somebody gave them money for a movie. Nice one. Yeah. I thought it maybe would be like, uh, did, did you ever watch Vikings? No, I didn't watch Vikings, actually, but... Um, you should watch Vikings. Being a bit of an old wrestling fan, I think there was a, there's a wrestler that was in it, or you're an ex-wrestler or something that was in it, and uh, I, I think... I think it'd be something I'd like. DJ watches it or yeah. watched it. So I'm I'm not going to spoil the the end, but I'm going to give a foreshadow to the last episode where some characters come back. And I always hoped that come near the end that there'd be a little flashing. I mean, they've had a few flashes with with Rick, and you know, hmm. Daryl is looking for him still. He doesn't believe that. Well, he, she went, didn't she? Michonne yeah. went to. She found a walkie-talkie or something, a or phone or something, and etched the photograph yeah. or a picture of them on it. Yeah, so it's like you know they've had they've had a few things. It's like come on, come on, you got Who knows? <laughs> the worst thing is like in a few episodes time when the end of this series, the two spin-offs are going to be back on again. Fear the Walking Dead and the World Beyond. Yeah, the World Beyond one. I'm I'm still in, I've only watched a couple of those. It episodes. gets all right to the end. Okay, but much Fear of the Walking than, Dead I, I much, gave up on. Much better than the Fear of the I Walking Dead. I couldn't do it. But that 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 got okay because. What's the guy's name? The British actor. I don't know. That's got a really bad American accent. What's his name? <laughs> Morgan. Who yeah, was okay. in the original Walking Dead. Yeah. In the first series, who I remember had Morgan. to shoot his wife. And then he yeah. went a bit mental. Yeah. 
and left and then came back and left and came back. Well, he's now left and he's still on the other show, but then he left that one. <laughs> now he's came back. <laughs> and he wouldn't kill people, then he would kill people, oh, then he yeah. wouldn't kill people. Now he can't kill enough people. Yeah, okay. Even his own people. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you I don't do. come with me, I'll kill you. <laughs> no problem, mate. Yeah. Maybe Walking Dead's done its time. I mean, look, they don't do bad out of a comic strip, right? Yeah. Not the graphic novel. It's still going, man. It's like, pfft. Yeah, yeah, it's not, done, not done bad at all, really. Yeah. But it, it's had its, uh, it's, it's, it's run its course with me. Unless, just start going crazy with it. You know, just have people ride, driving around <laughs> in Lamborghinis. <laughs> Why not? I, I, I think they had the opportunity to make a Mad Max kind of thing, you know, and then they got. Yeah, yeah. But they, they, did, they never went that road. So There's nothing know. iconic now. There's yeah. nothing iconic to come out of it. You know, yeah. what, Rick, Rick used to wear a cowboy hat and yeah. had that revolver and. That was it. There's Negan's jacket and Daryl's. <laughs> waistcoat and yeah it's gone i don't know so, anyway hey. on that note you know what we're gonna do we're gonna uh we're gonna we're gonna roll up the carpet and we're gonna say it's been a, a wonderful conversation about cars and more coming to you from powerworks automotive glenn power and me we're at the rove hotel downtown dubai in the podcast studio follow us on the socials potholics with a k Send us email at gmail, potholicswithk at gmail.com. Just get involved. Share the link. We'll talk to you again real soon. So long for now.